When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The T-Biz Podcast delivers T-News that you need to know. A recap of the week's major headlines with commentary and cultural trends hosted by Dan Bolton. It is the voice of origin for tea professionals and enthusiasts worldwide. Think of us as a digital caravan of storytellers, bringing authentic, authoritative, and exclusive stories to you weekly from the tea lands. Hello, everyone. Here are this week's headlines. Russian invasion royals tea trade. The pandemic transformed tea tourism, a TN22 forecast, and Duncan's troubled tea gardens are bought out of bankruptcy. More in a minute, but first, this important message. What makes a perfect cup of Ceylon tea? The perfect cup is from the tea businesses that ensure the protection of all the children living within their tea estates. We salute Kailani Valley, Telawakili, Bogawanthalawa, Harana, and Eliftia tea estates. Support Save the Children, Sri Lanka. Tea traders are contending with unprecedented economic barricades as well as formidable logistics hurdles as governments worldwide seek to prevent Russia from transacting normal business. Brokers say that exports from traditional supply origins have already stopped shipments since there is little chance the containers will make it to Russian or Ukrainian ports. Immediate impacts include declining sales volume at tea auctions in India, Sri Lanka, and Kenya, price volatility due to sanctions that make payments uncertain, rising energy costs as oil hits $113 a barrel, expect a big spike in the cost of fertilizers exported from Belarus and Russia. Prices are currently elevated at 705 a short ton for urea, and 725 for a ton of potash. Add to the above, hundreds of ships delayed or idled at ports, thousands of containers piling up in warehouses, a shortage of truck drivers, elevated freight rates, the suspension of DHL, UPS, and FedEx services to Russia, the closing of U.S. and European airspace, and extreme weather conditions. Russia's unprovoked invasion of Ukraine, an ongoing deadly assault on its citizens, is creating a global rift in the tea lands. China, the world's largest producer, is allied with the Russian Federation, but it is India, Sri Lanka, and Kenya that make up 65% of Russian tea imports. China, Vietnam, and Malaysia together supply only 25% of Russia's tea. Quote, if this drags on, I suspect that within a decade, Russians will be drinking mostly Chinese tea, end quote, quipped one trader. 
On Wednesday, India, Vietnam, and Sri Lanka abstained from UN resolutions deploring the invasion and destruction of Ukraine by the Russian Federation. The resolution demanded that Russia, quote, immediately, completely, and unconditionally, end quote, withdraw from Ukraine. Bangladesh, Mozambique, and Zimbabwe also abstained. Kenya voted in favor, as did Rwanda and Malawi, joining Argentina, Japan, South Korea, Malaysia, Thailand, and 141 other countries. Five nations, including Belarus, Syria, North Korea, join Russia in voting against the UN resolution. India's tea auction in Konar is a favorite of Russian buyers, but in recent weeks, 32% of the tea has remained unsold. Demand is evident, but sellers are concerned about receiving payments as Western nations exclude Russian banks from making swift system transfers. The U.S. and EU countries are also limiting Russia's central bank from accessing reserves. India can easily sell more of the tea previously bound for Russia in the fast-growing domestic market. Sri Lanka predicts a decline in production this year due in part to limited availability of fertilizer. Russia imports 70 million worth of tea, cut flowers, and fruit annually from Kenya, and Ukraine buys 3 million of the same. Russia is the top exporter of nitrogen fertilizer, accounting for 17% by volume. Russia and Belarus are the second and third largest potash-producing countries in the world, and Russia is the third largest phosphate exporter, according to the Wall Street Journal. Quote, Expect a global supply crunch prolonging the current shortage and exacerbating the already high prices for farmers, end quote, experts warned. Business Insight Russia has spent $442 million importing tea in the past 12 months, down from the more than $684 million the country produced in 2013, according to Russia's Federal Customs Service. Russia is home to 145 million people, but declines in volume and value have made Russia a much less appealing tea market in the past decade. According to Euromonitor, the black tea category continues to struggle in 2021 due to the growing popularity of fresh coffee and botanicals. As consumers there confront double-digit inflation and reduced availability, many will trade down to instant coffee or switch back to tea. A year from now, tea drinkers belongingly recall a time when they paid only 227.99 rubles, or about $2.25 U.S. for 200 grams of mid-grade Maisky Corona tea, the crown of the Russian Empire. The pandemic transforms tea tourism. The final of 12 TN22 forecasts. Tourism thrives on people in motion. There's little hopeful recovery amid lockdowns, travel restrictions, enforced quarantines, rigid immunization protocols, 
and in the past week, closure of airspace by governments in response to the Russian Federation's invasion of Ukraine. In retaliation, Russia refused aircraft landing rights for flights originating in 36 countries. In March 2020, the tourism industry was in shock as international travel virtually ceased. Airlines mothballed planes, hotels shuttered locations, restaurants required masks, and resorts promoted affordable staycations for at-home workers experiencing cabin fever. Optimism prevailed as sports venues and musical concerts downsized and trade events went virtual. In 2021, pessimists reigned as the second and third waves of the pandemic arrived. Recovery has been slow with many setbacks, but is progressing as Omicron wanes. Tourists in China took 3.25 billion trips in 2021, up 12.8% compared to 2020, but only 54% of 2019 levels, according to the Ministry of Culture and Tourism. Last January, authorities urged families not to travel for the traditional Lunar New Year's holiday. Peak daily travel declined 76% compared to 2020, according to the South China Morning Post. Last year, the country enforced 38 interprovincial travel bans. News reports state that coronavirus disruptions led to the closure of 11,000 Chinese travel agencies. Shenzhen-based U-Tour Group experienced a 60% decline in international travel in 2020, but persevered, only to find 2021 worse. Quote, We became really depressed after a series of batterings, especially when you held high hopes that the whole year would be great. Then you had to cancel the business you'd already achieved, is completely different from not being able to achieve anything from the start, end quote, said U2 owner Guan Win Yu. There are an estimated 6,000 tea estates operating outside China, but only a few hundred host tourists, according to the book Tea and Tourism, Tourist Traditions and Transformation, edited by Li Jolif. These are concentrated in India, Japan, Taiwan, Sri Lanka, South Korea, Kenya, Vietnam, and Malaysia. Of these countries, Sri Lanka appears the most vulnerable to setbacks in 2022. Sri Lanka is an island literally covered in tea and one of the world's premier tourist destinations. Tourism earned the country $260 million last year. Quote, there is an unbreakable bond between tourism and Ceylon tea since tourism was introduced to Sri Lanka, end quote, according to a report by the University College of Bantagala. Sri Lanka is a haven for tea tourists, contributing to greater awareness of Ceylon tea, one of the country's top five sources of foreign income. Lonely Planet named Sri Lanka its number one travel destination for 2019, citing 2.3 million visitors in 2018. 
The number of travelers declined to 500,000 in 2020, with only 195,000 visitors in 2021. This year, Russians accounted for 18,000, or about 15.8% of the 113,000 who visited from January through February 11th. Ukrainians accounted for an additional 9,800, or about 8.7% of total visitors during the same period. A quarter of all tourist arrivals last year were from Russia and Ukraine. Economic sanctions will hit hard as, quote, Central Europe has been a major source of arrivals, especially from Ukraine and Russia, end quote, writes M. Shanti Kumar, president of the Hotel Association of Sri Lanka. Russia purchased about 140 million of Sri Lankan tea in 2021. Biz Insight Amid mounting losses and tour industry chaos, tea destinations have evolved into sustainable retreats that focus on hands-on educational experiences and low-impact interaction with growers at origin. The rise of the conscious traveler presents an opportunity for communities to grow their local economies off the back of the travel rebound and also welcome an evolving form of win-win tourism that emphasizes genuine connection, according to the Economist Impact Research carried out for Airbnb. Quote, People are thinking deeply and holistically about sustainable travel, and their understanding of it encompasses social, economic, cultural, community, and environmental aspects, end quote, according to authors of the study. The survey of 4,500 travelers found that two in three say it's important to them to create a positive impact for locals, and 58% said it's important they do not contribute to issues such as over-tourism. Almost three in five surveyed said they will be more conscious about familiarizing themselves with what is important to the communities they're visiting and how they can make a contribution. Duncan's Industries Limited, India's oldest tea company, was bought out of bankruptcy March 1st by a consortium of investors led by Uniglobal Papers in Kolkata. Duncan's produces 15 million kilos of tea on 12,000 hectares across 14 tea gardens in North Bengal. Estates include Marabong and Rungli Tea in Darjeeling. The rest of the gardens are in the Doors and Tara. Packet tea brands include Double Diamond, Rongli, Sargam, and Shakti. The firm is part of the larger Duncan's Goinka conglomerate. Duncan's has abandoned several underperforming gardens beginning in 2015. In 2020, representatives of 54,250 workers from nine Duncan's Industries gardens filed a claim amounting to 1,500 crore, about 200 million U.S. dollars. The claim was for arrear wages, overtime rations, leave, and failure to contribute to the Workers' Provident Fund. 
India's Corporate Insolvency Resolution Process, CIRP, notified creditors of the insolvency in March 2020. In late February 2022, the Committee of Creditors assented to the resolution with a 99% vote. Business Insight Duncan Tea was founded by Walter Duncan of Scotland in 1858. It is one of the oldest continuously operated tea companies in the world. The Goenka family, under the leadership of G.P. Goenka, acquired Duncan's brothers in 1951. Current holdings include power generation, petrochemicals, software development, and biotechnology. Arvinda and Intheraman in Bengaluru reports on this week's tea auction prices. India Tea Price Report for the week ending 26 February 2022. All lies are on Ukraine this week. Specific to tea and trade, Russia is the biggest buyer of Indian tea. And between April to November 2021, India exported 22.57 million kilos of tea to Russia and also 1.12 million kilos of tea to Ukraine. At the moment, the Indian tea industry does not expect to see an impact, but everyone's waiting to see how things unfold and for more clarity on the situation. Meanwhile, exports to Australia were once again open, which is good news because Australia reportedly paid an average of $5.76 per kilo of tea, which was up 20 cents from the same period last year. Australia had closed borders due to the pandemic and this reopening of borders somewhat offsets losses from low exports to the US, Canada and Europe. And across India, the first flush season is officially open. Some Darjeeling gardens have begun showcasing their offerings, although they've not yet made it to auctions or retail channels. And all signs point to an excellent first flush. In auctions of sale 8, Gohatis had no auctions last week, but the other auction centers were on. In North India, CTC Leaf sold the most quantity. And in the South, it was CTC Dust that sold the most quantity. And now, a word from our sponsor. Q-Trade understands that a successful tea blend goes beyond the creative fusion of appearance, aroma, and flavor. Our multi-award-winning product development team is passionate about converting natural ingredients into sensory experiences that customers crave. Every recipe is formulated with a commercial backbone of dependable quality sourcing with a pricing structure that supports a safe, regulated, profitable, and scalable blend. Q-Trade meets every brand's retail, food service, and e-commerce need. For more information, visit our website, qtradetees.com. This week, TBiz travels to Colombo, Sri Lanka, to assess the impact of the war in Ukraine on one of the Russian Federation's most important tea-trading partners, Correspondent Anandjaya Silva spoke with veteran exporter Anil Cook, Managing Director and CEO of Asia Siaka Commodities. Cook's insights offer clarity amid a fast-changing crisis that is disturbing global harmony in tea. Russia faces an unprecedented combination of payment and logistics barriers that are already interrupting tea imports. The combined resolve of governments condemning the unprovoked invasion of Ukraine 
has created uncertainty over prompt clearance of payments by Russian firms. Sanctions that exclude Russian banks from the SWIFT global payment system and threats to the liquidity of Russia's central bank led to a severe devaluation of the ruble this week, making tea imports far more costly. In addition, closing airspace and the collective refusal of many of the world's shipping companies to deliver or receive goods complicated the delivery of tea. Russia's tea market is valued at $4.1 billion in 2022, according to German market research firm Statista. Ukraine's tea market, estimated at $443 million in 2022, is one-tenth that of Russia. Russians drink 120 to 140 grams of tea monthly, spending $28.50 per person per year. Ukrainians, on average, drink half that amount. This is Dalanjah Silva reporting from Colombo, Sri Lanka, on the latest trends that are affecting the Sri Lanka tea industry, which is a major employer in the country. Will you discuss the current situation in Ukraine? It's critical for Sri Lanka because last year, Russia imported 27 million kilograms and 29 million kilograms a year before. And Ukraine has been steady at around 4 million kilos each year over the last three years. So that, uh, that's approximately 10% of all tea shipped by Sri Lanka. The impact of these two markets is varied in the sense that they buy a whole cross-section of grades from uh, small leaf high growns to a mix of uh, black leaf orthodox teas. And uh, that could be uh, a definite um, uh, issue with uh, the depth of demand at the uh, digital auctions, given the uncertainty over trade with these countries at the moment. There's tea that has already been shipped, and often the importers are operating on a degree of credit, sometimes 30, 60 days. We are not certain how these proceeds will reach Sri Lanka. The other is that it looks like shipping and movement of cargo to these markets will be restricted in the immediate short term. We find the fewer lines are operating at the moment. So... The way it goes, um, we'll have to wait and see. Will you provide some insight on the current price realization? And do you anticipate workarounds, bartering of commodities, or will clearing payments with Russia, given the magnitude of sanctions, prevent tea transactions? Auction prices are beginning to reflect slackening demand for Russia and Ukraine. The positive aspect is that it's gradual. Right now, uh, Sri Lanka is in the midst of its Western uh, quality season and it's been pretty dry with production low. So I don't see this being felt until a few weeks uh, further downstream because there is ample demand to take up the available uh, quantities on offer right now. The impact of sanctions on the banking system is also unclear. We are aware that 
there are yet some banks that have not been prevented from doing business. Now, the impact of SWIFT will also be visible later. But on the face of it, uh, these sanctions could bite and uh, stop uh, movement of goods, even though in most cases, sanctions are not supposed to block the movement of food. Do you see a system that was developed with Iran developing here with Russia? The system with Iran was unique. It was uh, in relation to uh, historic debt on uh, previous oil shipments. It may not be the case uh, here. Assuming hostilities and sanctions continue, how will logistics impact sales given the difficulties of delivering cargo? It appears that it will be simpler to ship tea elsewhere. Is there sufficient demand in the rest of the world or should leafy orthodox producers throttle back? The biggest challenge is movement of tea to Russia and uh, Russian impact uh, on uh, most black tea markets is significant, particularly the orthodox producers. I would say Sri Lanka, South India, and uh, Vietnam would feel it to a great extent and Kenya to a, a lesser extent. But from Sri Lanka's point of view, um, we can cope without this demand because um, I anticipate uh, a drop in production this year. Sri Lanka has already been struggling with shortages of fertilizer. Even if the rains are on schedule, I believe that the crop loss would about balance the reduced demand from uh, the from Russia and and Ukraine and even uh, movement of cargo to uh, Belarus is likely to be uh, restricted. So this is a transitional phase. Immediately, I would think uh, we would overcome this uh, reduced demand simply because uh, there's plenty of interest from North Africa and uh, Middle East. We also believe that some of the Russian Tea drinkers who move to coffee may come back to tea due to less discretionary income with the depreciation of the ruble. Again, uh, a hopeful uh, uh, interpretation of uh, the, how the customer would behave. But this is a complex situation, and I think it's going to be tough uh, on the world for tea, particularly the most uh, the vulnerable people uh, in the value chain, the uh, farmers and the workers and uh, the, the tea producers, um, because uh, we don't really need uh, this kind of disruption uh, to, a, to a situation that is already complex and uh, ha has, uh, you know, people suffering uh, and not making ends meet in the, in the, at, the, at the producer level. So uh, this is a totally uh, unnecessary problem. Uh, and uh, if one considers the absolute destruction in uh, Ukraine, we don't know when this uh, people will be able to return to some sort of normalcy. And I think there, there will be a price uh, that the Russian public will also have to pay uh, for this because the, the sanctions would bite deep and uh, long. And uh, in, in, invariably, it's the uh, most innocent uh, uh, who are the victims of all of this. Intrigued by what you heard in today's podcast? Would you like to learn more from our global network of T-Biz journalists and tea experts? Remember to visit the T-Biz website for more comprehensive coverage. That's www.t-bizbiz.com. Thanks for listening. Farewell till next week.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.